Test two. Test sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have not started drinking yet. Well. <laughs> <laughs> this is just Michael's introduction to our show. That's correct. Hello and welcome to My Poor Friends today. Version 2.0. The season two. 2.0. <laughs> season 2.0. 2.0. That's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. There will probably be edits. So when you hear this, it will be 2.1. <laughs> I'm trying not to edit. Yeah, but it's me. I know, but I'm, I'm trying not to. Mm. I would like to. So yes, that was, I talked about that in my last podcast that I got bogged down in the editing process and I have episodes that still haven't gone out because I haven't gotten them done. So bastard. All right. So today we are at the end of May. The end of the spring. We are about ready to hit summer. So one of the movies that I always think about when I think of spring is the movie Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And part of what I really love about this movie is it reminds me so much of Savannah. Mm-hmm. Michael and I have taken m- more than one trip to Savannah. Um, and so I thought that he would be a perfect person to review this movie. It's my favorite place on earth. Savannah is? Mm-hmm. It's top five easily, for sure. My favorite thus far. I will reserve the option to change my mind later. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, that makes sense. Uh, And I apologize if you hear chatter in the background. My husband is playing farm simulator. He's a virtual farmer. (laughs) And we're we're getting a close-up and personal view of a cow's ass currently. Um, I mean, not now because I talked too long, but we did. That's true. And (laughs) it's almost like we're on a plantation. Very similar to a plantation. That's right. Yeah. And tell tell the audience what we're drinking today. Mint juleps. That's right. In we honor have... of Kentucky Derby Day, which we don't know when that is. No, but <laughs> we, I do know yesterday was official mint julep day, so we're drinking Correct. mint juleps that Michael nothing made, and they're fabulous. Nothing is more Southern than the mint julep, except for in systemic racism. That is true, which <laughs> we do not condone. We do not. We do not condone, but we do enjoy a mint julep. We do enjoy a mint julep. Yes. Uh, Okay. So let's talk about- And if you are from the South, I would like to apologize if you are not racist. If you are racist, then F you. True. Right. Sorry. In in all fairness, whether they're from the South or not. That is true. If they're racist, F them. (laughs) I agree. They can go fuck themselves. You can be from the North and also be racist, (laughs) and I still say F you. That is exactly correct. That's exactly correct. So so I did single out the South. Right. The theme here is fuck the racist. (laughs) Fuck the racist. Yes, exactly. All right. We are full on fuck the racist. Glad we got that out there. That's right. Um, So speaking of pedophiles, back to Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Do you like that? Look at that. Dad, that was a good segue it was sad though like kevin spacey it's so sad that knowing his past because this is such a good movie he does such a good job you know but so when that whole thing came out yeah and the guy came out and he said yeah kevin spacey molested me he's a pedophile and i'm like whatever dude you were lying about how old you are you were at a party full of adults you were drinking you were pretending you were of age he's gay he likes young guys there's an entire subculture of gay people that are that way whatever it's fine then the rest of it came out, and I thought, you, God, I was wrong. <laughs> I take it back. At least you can admit when you're wrong. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> I, I still say it's sad, because I thought Kevin Spacey was a fantastic actor, and he seemed yeah. like a good guy And in interviews, you know. I guess that just goes to show you, anybody can be a pedophile. That's right. Okay, so back to this movie. This movie from the 90s, mm-hmm. um, based on the book by the same name. John Barrett. John Barrett. Um, and 
I, of course, I've read the book. You've read the book. Yep. I really enjoyed the book. And yep. in fact, the thing that I loved the best about the film was the little nuances about the city and the people in it. I mm-hmm. mean, my very favorite scene, and I know this is one of your favorites too, is when uh, they're at the party with the emerald bird. Yeah. And the neighbor, she goes, "I'm going to shoot a man one day," and uh, yep. and then she talks about <laughs> she talks about that gun, and the neighbor goes. You know, Lloyd did too. <laughs> shot himself I, during shot himself gun smoke. The, right. <laughs> I thought it was on the TV. And then and I then came in, there's Lloyd laying bleeding, on the rug. Bleeding all over the place. <laughs> and you know, yep. if I had even touched that gun, they would have blamed me. That's right. <laughs> You know, and the Emerald Bird, I don't know for sure if that actress is, but a lot of the people in the movie play themselves. Yes. so she, I'm not sure she is. She's not, but, okay. but the Emerald Bird is a real character. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, or right. at least of that time. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the lady that plays the piano. I can't remember her name. That's That she Edna, plays herself. Edna something. She's something. the woman of 6,000 songs. Yeah. Uh, so she Edna played Kelly. herself. Yeah, Edna yeah. Kelly. And uh, uh, Lady Chablis Lady is played Chablis by herself. Played herself. And I think there were several others, but I can't think um, of them now. I know that <laughs> Joe Odom was a real character. Not the same person, That's though. right. Mandy was not the, right. not the same person, but also a real character. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the real characters were there. Um, I think every character in the show, with the exception of, like, you know, maybe the doctor and, you know, in yeah, the hospital, well, Sonny, stuff like that. Sonny was right. a real character. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the characters you actually encounter are actual little literal people that live in Savannah. That's right. And so that's, that's the one thing is... I. I enjoyed the movie because they kind of left the first part of it about the characters of Savannah. And then the last half was about the trial. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really loved about the book was so much about Savannah's character. Yes. Which I think is really something cool about Southern towns like that is how much character lives in those towns. Yes. All right. So one thing that we were just talking about was the fact that in the book, they illustrate that there are actually four trials that exist. Um, so I know you were summarizing the trials, the different trials for me. Tell yeah. Me what those are. So it's interesting in the movie, the movie trial is sort of a, a combination of all the trials that happen, right? Right. An ammo game of all right. of them. Yep. In the first trial, in the original trial, he's, he's actually found guilty and he appeals. And during the appeal, um, a police report is discovered that shows that some of the evidence was not correctly handled. So he gets, during that appeal, his appeal gets dismissed and the original conviction gets reversed because of that. And then there, he's immediately put back on trial for the same offense. Now, normally you can't be put on trial for the same offense twice, right? You have the double jeopardy thing, but because they actually dismissed the entire charge to start over to give him a fair trial, yep, he does. In the second trial, he gets uh, I forgot. I can't Sorry. remember either. I know. I'm looking. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. I know the third one is where they come up with the bags. And then the fourth one is when they finally move it out of within Savannah. Within an hour, yeah, they move it to Augusta, and within an hour, he's found innocent. That's right. And that was the big thing, was really being in... And I remember this really being called out in the book. Oh, here it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. In the second trial, the prosecutor uses closing arguments to demonstrate evidence, and he oh, is found yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. violation, yep. and they immediately declare a mistrial, and they start over again. Yeah, so he has four... The man goes on trial for four times, Yep. and it takes more than two years and he essentially goes broke trying to defend himself Mm -hmm. he is finally found innocent um within like an hour i believe yeah no it was they deliberated for less than an hour yeah less than an hour they come back with not guilty right but because they got out of savannah and that small town where everyone knows everybody and went to augusta immediately he was acquitted 
And then six months after the after the trial, he dies. Yeah, I know it's yep. terrible. Which they do kind of illustrate that in the movie, they which do. I think is neat that they mm-hmm. show it so eloquently that yes. he gets done with the trial. He's back in his house. Mm-hmm. He's happy again. He, you know, and of course in the movie he says bye to John Kelso and yes. whatever, and then literally falls over and dies. And yeah, and th- and that's that's very real. He dies exactly in the movie. They have him. They show him facing Billy, and Billy's guy smiling at him. That's actually what where he dies. He yeah. dies in the spot where he should have been if he'd been shot by Billy Hansen. Which is crazy. so he really does die in the same spot. Okay, so Edward Norton was offered the role of John Kelso, so the John Cusack role. He was offered the role. Sure, I don't know. Edward John Norton. Cusack. Yeah. Uh, I think he does a fine job. I don't think it's bad. I think he is just fine. I don't think his character embodies anything about that movie that is so critical that he couldn't have been played by somebody else. So I and I like Ed that. Norton. I know. So. I agree with that, especially because, to your point, like the whole thing he was supposed to be bringing to the role was the fact that he was an outsider. He was mm-hmm. a New Yorker that was coming and, you know, reporting on this sure. craziness and how absolutely fucked up it seemed. Yeah. And I think he did fine. I do, too. I think he did a great job. Now, the one thing that I did, I, I was, I enjoyed a lot about it, was he had so much chemistry yes. with Allison Eastwood, who played Mandy, yeah. that I think, and and I think that because of his almost comedic uh, background, yeah. him with Lady Chaplis yep, was, was a good. lot of fun. I don't know that Edward Norton could have been quite as yeah, entertaining with. That's a good point. I don't know because he doesn't have the same comedic background. This is around the same time as Fight Club, right? Yes. Well, no, I guess it's not. Fight Club is several years later, but and he's not funny in Fight Club. Brad no. Pitt's the humor in Fight Club, right. so you're, it's possible. You know, a lot of times I don't like the idea of changing actors. I don't. It's not a big thing for me. Usually, when I see a movie, I see a character. In that I see an actor in that movie and that sort of becomes the character for me. It's yeah. hard for me to ch- picture other people doing that. Yep. But this is one where I just I don't have a real strong opinion on that. No, I don't now, either. Kevin Spacey, I can't imagine somebody else playing Jim Williams. Same with Jude Law. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I can't imagine, and, and they have remarked about how closely Kevin Spacey and Jude mm-hmm. Law look like. Uh, Jim yes, Williams and Danny Hansen yeah. in, in the in Danny reality. Or Billy? So in the movie it's Billy, oh, but in right. reality it's Danny. I forgot about that. Right, and because so, the Hansen family wouldn't sign off, and so they didn't get to use his tombstone and everything else. That's right, I forgot. So anyway, so that that was my thing is that they look a lot alike, but I mean this is like Jude Law's first major role. Yeah. which was shocking. Is it? It might yes. be. So we oh. looked it up last night. He'd had some other roles yeah. before this, but this was really his first big role. And Mark and I are both like, oh my God, that's right. This is Jude it's Law. It's real early 90s, so I guess yeah. that's possible. Well, it's because of the hair. He doesn't look like Jude Law because his hair is so light. When you look at it now, you're like, oh yeah, Well, it sure, is. because he's famous. But, but Yeah, <laughs> right? at the time you were just like, what? I, right. for, I mean, that was surprising for me. And what cracks me up now is I go back and like look at Harry Potter where he's playing. You know, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's Jude Law too. It's just totally crazy. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think that those are the really the two for me that I can't picture anybody else playing. Like Joe Odom is a, is a pivotal part of this movie, right? Yes. I don't even know the actor that plays him. I don't either. But mm. what's interesting with Joe Odom, you know, they kind of showed that Joe and Mandy had a mm. thing at one time. But Which actually, they do in real life. Oh, Joe Odom's gay. They don't I in real life. That. And, Joe and, Odom's and, gay. I swear, I thought in the book they talked about him having dated Mandy. Maybe Beard. Uh, it's uh, that early so, 90s. So, and and South. That's true. And again, you got to remember that the book is not 100% that's fact. True. That's true. And you know, it's There were liberties made. Uh, in the book, and he talks about the fact that he took some liberties yes. with the book. And yep. he might have left the gay thing out on purpose because he and Joe and were friends. So mm-hmm. it's possible that that was a request. Yep. You know, especially that time period. Oh, so, yeah, for um, sure. The book, have you ever read another John Barrett book? No, never. They're terrible. 
Are they? I tried. He wrote this one about <laughs> Venice, a uh, city of falling glass, I think. Yeah. And it was dry as like toast. Like the kind of toast, like you started out with stale bread and then it, you left it in the toaster too long. So it didn't get burnt, but it got really dehydrated. So mm-hmm. it shatters when you bite into it. Mm-hmm. That kind of dry. <laughs> I, so yeah. it has to be the content that has 100%, made. 100%, <laughs> I believe that. Because he had a fantastic story to work with. And so he right. had a fantastic All, all he had to do was write it down. Right. Yeah, okay, I never I tried another one after that. But if you would like to read a terrible book, I will bring I you the really city of falling glass. <laughs> I really don't. I have no desire, no, not whatsoever. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry, so, John Barrett. <laughs> Your I book doubt, sucks. I doubt he's listening. <laughs> he might. You never know. That's right. That's true. Okay. So this was interesting. For the Christmas party scene at Mercer House, they mm. actually invited a large number of people who had previously been yes. at Jim Williams' parties including several members of his family, and they all remarked about how accurate mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey portrayed Jim Williams. Yeah, there was a lot. He did a lot of research. He talked with Dorothy Kingsley a lot. That's uh, Jim's yeah. sister. Yep. And the house is gorgeous. Oh, my know. God. Have you been? Did you get to go when we went? I can't remember if it yeah. was open. Okay. Well, maybe, <laughs> you know, now that you say that, it might have been with Mark's dad and Cindy because we we went a couple of times even yeah. without you, although my first few trips we were together. Right. Um, so speaking of... That house, the Mercer house, absolutely stunning. Yeah, they're uh, redoing it now. Are they really? Yeah, there's a lot of problems, so they're um, re- reform, re- uh, rehabbing it. I can't talk. So, you know, that was also in that movie with Daniel, Civil War. What was that movie? With Daniel Day-Lewis. No, Daniel. Uh, uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the name of it. I didn't uh, know Mercer House was in that, though. So, and that's where he was originally going to be in it, and then he flew a Nazi flag out oh, that's, one of the windows. Oh, that's right. I did know this. That's, that's right. right. So that the neighbor he, does it. It isn't. It, it actually isn't uh, Mercer House. The neighbor flies the Nazi flag because they have a feud, because Jim plays the pipe organ and makes the dog, dog bark. That's, that's right. real. That whole scene in that show is legitimately real. They did do that. The neighbor really did hate it. They really did hate each other. Yep. I have a book on the history of Mercer House. I it's do too, cool. but it's been so long since I've read it. Yeah. Clearly, we did not do all of the research at the time that we should have done, but we're we're getting there. But we love the movie. Oh, I know. Okay, it's so a story, it's a the, the show is about the movie, not the house. That is true. One hundred percent. The facts you're getting about the house are just a happy coincidence, folks. Okay. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, that's right. We're very well. You're very welcome. We're very uh, <laughs> you know giving is what we are. That's right. <laughs> um, one of the things that I really enjoyed when. Um, uh, John Cusack, John Kelso was at that party with Joe Odom where Mind- Mandy comes by and just takes ice out of his whatever. Oh, yeah. And um, he's like, oh, Joe's party rule number two, always take a traveler. And he takes the glass, the drink in a glass, puts it in a solo cup right. and gives it to him to walk away. Right. Okay. You and I, we went yep. to Savannah. Sure did. And we knew you could have alcohol outside of locations. Right. So we had a bottle of wine that we were sharing with wine glasses. We were at Forsyth Park, just effing around with Sean and mm-hmm. Jared was there at a lot the time. Of fun. We were having so much fun. Beautiful we were park. gorgeous park. We were on the swings. We were having so much fun. A police officer comes up and we're like, Oh shit, did what what law do we break? Right. And he's like, You can't have glass. You have to have to a solo blasted. cup. We're right. like Shut up. And he even had solo cups. They gave us solo cups. They came, they're like, dump this out, the, the, put the glass away, and drink from these. And yep. we're like, okay. Done. And they were fine with that. That was that blew my mind at that yeah. time. Yeah, it, that it, absolutely. I thought we were going to get in trouble, too. Yeah. I, all this time, I just thought Joe didn't want uh, John Kelso to steal his glass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Savannah Law right there, baby. That's, yeah. Um. Okay. This I thought this was interesting. The English Bulldog, Ugga. Mm-hmm. 
is actually in the movie Uga 5 rather than Uga 4. Yeah. Because Uga 4 died shortly before filming. So Uga 5, five had to step into his but place. But Uga 4 was in the book, in the story. Yeah, it was right. Uga 4 that Jim Tate is with. So they take, all right. right. That's right. Portrayed so, by Uga 5. That is exactly <laughs> correct. I thought that was interesting. I love the lawyer. Sonny. Sonny. Sonny's the best. Love the way he talks. He's so and, much fun. And, you know, Sonny plays the judge of the trial. The real Sonny oh, Siler is the judge of I, the trial. I have read that, and I had totally forgotten about that. I know. Yeah, I did, too. Right. Yep, mm-hmm. I did, too. I thought that was crazy. Uh, in the movie, they changed numerous facts about the case. The yep. shooting took place in May, not on the night of the not Christmas right, party. Right, correct, right. Um, of course, Jim was tried four different times over a period of 10 years. Can you imagine being on trial for 10 I, years? I literally cannot. And especially like that, because the alienation that he that he experienced is legit. Yep. Um, and Sonny Seiler didn't represent Williams in the first trial. Second trial? He didn't even come into the case until later. I thought uh, that was crazy. Which case, Which trial is it? Uh, I've got to guess it was the second. I because, thought it was the second. Yeah, I would, I'd believe that. Um, oh, Nancy Hillis who is the real Mandy Nichols, Mm -hmm. said that contrary to Barrett's portrayal of her, she did not meet Joe Odom until he moved from 16 East Jones Street to to 101 East Oglethorpe. She clarified that there was no romantic relationship between her and Odom, largely because he was gay. He died in 1991, two years before the book was published. But this is not mentioned in the narrative. Well, we don't get that far. I know. I thought that was crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we know that Minerva. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Minerva. Voodoo. Voodoo. Mm-hmm. Deep in voodoo country yep. is what uh, Jim talks about. You and don't want to mess with a voodoo woman. Hell no. No, she'll bury your drawers in the yard. You can't leave the house. No shit. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, I thought it was uh, a neat. Nights. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a neat exchange where Minerva like had the dimes, and yeah. when she talked about the uh, virgin rainwater, and he's like, "Oh, she wouldn't know it by taste or touch, but she'd know it as the minute she saw my face." Right. Like, I thought that was a cool way for them to... I mean, she clearly understood people. Um, well, and- when you think about the movie, Minerva is sort of a threat, right? So yeah. the movie opens with her sitting on the park bench, feeding the squirrels, watching the plane that John Barron is on land at the airport, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which you really can't do in Savannah because the airport is in Hilton Head, but that's fine. So <laughs> you also see her at the end. When everything is over, she's right back at the park, sitting there feeding the squirrels. Yep. Yep, and so you're right. She is persistent throughout the entire yep. book. And in, in fact, the entire um, you know, idea of midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, of course, is that you do good a half an hour before midnight, right. you do bad a half an hour after midnight. Right. And I believe the shot happens at midnight, doesn't it? I Probably. think it's midnight when you, I think I don't know for sure. I could be maybe that's just serendipity. Yeah, it might be. So how many times have you been to Savannah? Um let's see. Sean and I went not long after we got together. We went with you. We went with Aaron and Kate. Sean and I have gone multiple times, just us. Yeah. I don't know, eight, nine, ten, maybe. Probably, probably. If you can't, even when I was a kid, probably ten. Wow, that's a lot. I, yeah. I would say, you know, my parents lived in Atlanta for a while. Yeah. And we would go down. I would say we've probably been down four or five, maybe six times. And every time, I always like to take the old trolley tour. Yeah. Because no matter what, I always enjoy taking that tour of the city and seeing everything. Now, I was surprised when we visited Savannah. You know, there's old Savannah that is very much as it's portrayed in the movie. And then there's new Savannah, which is like Starbucks and H&M. And that was surprising to me. But the old Savannah. suburbs, right? It is. But I loved it so much. And then just touring a lot of the areas around it are, are just, it's a lot of of neat history that yeah. you get there i think savannah is unique in the world 
in that it really does have, at least it's definitely unique in the South. Oh, yeah. Because it is one of the very few places that Sherman does not burn during the Civil War. That's right. And, and and there's a joke that, you know, he sa- he comes up over the hill and he sees it. I guess it's not a joke. It's like a legend of Savannah, right? right. He comes over the hill, he sees Savannah, and he says, I can't burn this. This is too beautiful. Yeah. Well, in reality, the, the city officials are smart enough to know that they don't want their city burned so they they meet him on that hill and they're like hey we surrender mm-hmm. <laughs> we're happy to be north and we have seven thousand bushels of corn and this that and the other thing that we'll happily give you if you don't burn the city and yeah. that's they basically buy him off and and he doesn't and so savannah as a result is one of the very few examples of southern antebellum architecture of old southern and they yes. have kept it yep. and that's what i think is so interesting there are other examples of old southern pre-civil war architecture in the south but a lot of those areas have not been protected the way that old savannah has been now there are things like the hyatt hotel on the riverfront that a lot of people complain about yeah um uh, and that one of the squares got turned into a parking garage for the city market and yep. things like that. And there are changes, but you really, it is really very much like stepping back in time when you are in downtown historic Savannah. Yep, I agree. Okay, so there is a trivia. Oh, good. For um, the movie or Savannah? Uh, for the movie. Okay. <laughs> I was going to do a Southern trivia because I was like, oh, you aspire somewhat to be... A genteel lady. (laughs) I am an old lady. I wear ugly hats and I grow things in the dirt. (laughs) Well, and today you are looking very Savannah. I did my best. (laughs) Yes, you are in your Savannah casual. Speaking of which, um, and I am in a Mm -hmm. sundress of sorts. We're going to wear hats and drink mint juleps. Uh, Michael and I, so I am thinking about starting an Instagram page and putting up pictures of people as they're doing these recordings. So this will be our first one. I took pictures of us making mint juleps. I'll take a couple pictures of us in our fancy outfits with our fancy, fancy with our fancy hats and post those so you can get an idea of what we look like. But our Sunday go to meet and close. That's right. And so, uh, I, so this is a supposed to be a hard quiz. All right, let's do it. But I, I feel like you're going to know this. Well, the hard thing is, is that we've both watched the movie recently. So we that have. may give us an unfair advantage. But let's give it a shot. Okay. What is the murder defendant's name? The murder defendant? Yes, two words. Jim Williams. All right. <laughs> I was Jim. like, what? This has to be a trick. <laughs> no, this one I've got. All right. Finish the quote. I don't need your permission. Not really. Then why are you... Asking for it, soliciting it, requesting it, or looking for it. Soliciting it. Oh my goodness. Ah. Thought these were gonna be hard. I'm gonna jinx myself and get in trouble. That's right. Maybe these are the easy ones. Whoa. I sucked a mint leaf through my straw. I, I'm trying very hard not to do that. <laughs> Look at that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's perfect tube. Minty. <laughs> Which character does Allison Eastwood? play in the film oh god mandy chablis minerva or betty it's mandy okay i i was having a hard time for a second because i was like wait what's her name yeah yeah all right who was this said in the movie okay i feel like this is gonna be a trick question that may be difficult right i don't know who hates me more the atwells or their children I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's the Atwells or their dog. That's what I think, too. <laughs> I think that's wrong. I think that that's the, because the Atwells are the neighbors, and they're mm-hmm. talking about the dog because mm-hmm. he plays the pipe organ. Yeah, I think it's the dog. I, I think, think that's so wrong. Too. I don't think that was in the movie. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put false. We're going right. to see how we do. All right. Which of the following is not in Shabley's job description? Uh-oh. 
MC, mm-hmm. sing, mm-hmm. play piano, mm-hmm. or dance? Play piano. That's what I'm going to go with as well. All right. There is a moment in the movie where John Kelso goes to see Mandy. What type of flower does Mandy say they are all out of? Tulips. Roses, orchids, lilies, or petunias? Oh, oh, oh it's petunias. It is it petunias. Is petunias. <laughs> My bad. Uh, it's petunias. I got you. I didn't know it was multiple choice. They talk about tulips, <laughs> but no, you're right. It's petunias because she talks about how they're they're not they're not there for a long time. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Does Minerva say that John's problem is the fact that he thinks that nobody loves him? Well, they have that conversation. I don't know how picky this is going to be. Is it? I agree, <sighs> because what she really says is that nobody loves you. Right. She doesn't say, you think nobody loves right. you. I'm going to say no. I think you should say yes. I think okay. the meaning of that we'll is see. still there. Right. What What's the question exactly? Does Minerva say that John's problem is the fact that he thinks that nobody loves him? See, the problem is that's paraphrased. It's not her actual quote. Her quote, because she talks in a, in a real bad is, slang. Your problem right? is nobody loves you. Right, right. She doesn't say you think nobody loves you. I, she might say he thinks. I know she doesn't. Then put no if you want. And then if I I'm right, don't. I will You're the it. guest. Oh, well then... But yes, I think it's. I still think right. the meaning is there because it's I, not I a true par. It's not a true quote. It's a paraphrase. Well, so. no matter what, we know what the actual answer right, is. Right, exactly. What color are the roses that John gives to Chablis? Uh, yellow. I don't know for sure because they had the conversation in the flower shop about the red roses meaning this and the yellow roses meaning this, but that's not when he buys the roses for Chablis. Nope. So I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I don't remember. Maybe pink. I don't red, think they're. I don't red, think they're pink, red. Red, pink, white, or yellow. I feel like they're red. You think they were red? Yes, but I'm I, gonna, I put red. I don't know. No, I'm gonna pick yellow. You're the guest. Uh, well, the only reason I say yellow is because I, I don't remember when that happens. It's I, earlier. Is it out of sequence? Yes, it happens before the flower shop. Because so remember, she, so he may not know the difference. At right, that point. and so he goes up to her door, yeah. and she's like, "If you're not the florist right, delivering flowers, flowers right. and then so he shows up outside of her door with flowers." I feel like they're red, but I want to put yellow. I put yellow. Then okay. I, I don't know for sure. I really don't. I know. That's a, I don't know if I think that's a fair trivia question. That's These just, are supposed you know. to be hard. Yeah, friend. but I mean, that's, they also have to have, in my opinion, a good trivia question has some, some, it has some meaning to the movie. And I don't think the color of the roses meant anything to Chablis. Well, but you know they talk saying? about the colors. But that's what that's specific, remember, specifically about Mandy when they're buying that, flowers for Mandy. You say that, and yet Shibli thinks that John is chasing her. Shibli thinks everybody is chasing her. But <laughs> she talked like they talk about yeah, the color roses. So, so I'm just saying it could have more meaning. It could, it could. Okay, okay, okay. John's on the phone with his agent in New York. Yeah. She wants him to come back. Yeah. This is his excuse for not wanting to return so soon. They're all heavily armed and drunk, and they walk imaginary dongs yep. on a fucking leash. Correct. Compared to this place, New York is boring, lifeless, dull, or uninspiring. Well, I think it's boring, but it I'm, could be dull. I th- I'm almost positive it's boring. Uh, We're going to pick boring. boring. All right. I know the meaning is boring, whether it's pretty is or not. Well, true. I think it's boring. So, yeah. Okay. Who says... It's better to be on the edge of a potty, don't you think, while sitting on the steps of Joe's Christmas party? It's Mandy. That is correct. All right. It is Mandy. Let's submit our answers. That was the last question. Yeah, it's only 10. All right. 
We got our first question. Jim Williams, correct. Second question, correct. Third question is Mandy. Fourth question. What did we say for third question? Uh, that was, uh, which character does Alice? Oh, so we were like? right. Okay. Okay. Number four was, uh, who said in the movie, I don't know who hates me more, the owls or the children? We answered false. The actual line is, I don't know who hates me more, the owls or their dogs. Yeah, the dog. Yep. Uh, which of the following is not Shibley? Play piano. The flowers are petunias. Guess which one we got wrong. It's going to be the one about the voodoo. Is it voodoo? Not, no, oh, no, no, Minerva. We got the, that right? We got that one right. But I don't know which one we got wrong. To your point, they paraphrased it. Right. He got a hole in him. Think nobody love him. Right. I was like, that's not the actual mm-hmm. quote from the movie. So I don't the, know if that's the, the, the... So the original quote from the movie is nobody love you. Right. But I see that. We got wrong the color of roses. What color are they? Are they red? No. Pink? Yep. See, I said pink second. We should have said that. Because once I realized we weren't talking about Mandy, I was like, oh, wait. Yes. So we got nine out of 10. We scored 135 points. The average score for this quiz is six out of 10. Yeah. Take it. Suck it. (laughs) Suck it. Suck it. That's exactly (laughs) correct. So I feel like we did pretty good. We did good. I can't imagine that many people actually have seen that movie. Or played that quiz, though. (laughs) that's probably true but we still beat the people that did (laughs) that's right we We are still the superior (laughs) (laughs) even if the the total is 10 and we beat three of them yay us yay us Mm -hmm. we're better okay uh what else anything else i know he's farming all the time this they do this for hours it's a lot of wheat this he talks about this like it's mental masturbation like this is his mark are you masturbating during this farm (laughs) (laughs) chair is shaking and there is a towel over it (laughs) it is a blanket and he thinks he's funny let's just be honest (laughs) sometimes sometimes yeah okay so uh back to this movie last comment i have about the movie is uh the song in the beginning of the movie katie lang plays skylark and it is one of my all-time favorite songs and is the song that sean and i chose as our wedding thing oh really that's lovely it's one of two uh that and stranger in paradise really i love stranger in paradise 